Hey guys, you have Ian, Phil, and Hirsch here. This is our first recording ever um, during one of our cigar nights where we sit around, challenge each other either through real talk or just stupidity. Um, we're going to see where it More goes. stupidity preferred. More stupidity, stupidity preferred, preferred. Because that's where you learn the most about yourself. I'm here smoking the Aging Room 2019 Nicaragua Quattro Magis. Uh, what is it? Majestic? Maestro. Sorry. The Maestro. The Maestro. The 2019 Cigar Aficionado Cigar of the Year. And I, this is Phil. You'll get to know my voice. Uh, I am smoking the Arthur Fuente, uh, and then I don't know what the rest of it is because I actually just <laughs> stole it out of Ian's humidor. Um, so, Ian, what is what is Phil smoking? The Arturo Fuente. What did I say, Arthur? Arthur. Arthur. Yeah. He yeah. Exist. So remember that stupidity we talked about? I'm that guy. The Arturo Fuente. Arturo. Sun grown. Sun grown. What about oh, you, Hirsch? What am I smoking? I don't even know. What is this, my father? You After are my father. the famous My Father line, yeah. the La Opulenza. Which is also Arturo Fuente, right? Which is by Garcia Garcia. Oh, Garcia. I feel like anyone that's listening right now at this point is like, these guys don't know anything, so why am I going to waste my time <laughs> yeah, listening to these clown dicks on a recording? Well, so I will say one thing I do appreciate about cigars, like the habit of smoking cigars is... As opposed to like other hobbies, people engage in like wine or even craft brew and stuff. Wow. It's like you can have guys like me and you who like smoke it often and we like the environment and like we don't know shit about it still. You know, like totally. But like you have a guy like Ian who knows like what seed, whatever to Yeah, and what country it's. Although there's a part of me that feels like oh my Ian Ian has learned enough yeah. that he can probably make shit up and just yeah. as long as he oh, says yeah. it in a, Dude, in a important he, he acts like he knows he's talking about it, it's gonna totally. work because like yes. I'm not gonna call him out on anything. Dude, yeah, he's like this you. is this is actually has this was made from orange peels. I don't think I ever disagree with you know, you can find this in Kentucky right? Uh, from the Chippewa. Well, I'm really using <laughs> cigars as a introductory into cult leading. Mm-hmm. Because when you have a knowledge set that nobody can question, yes. you essentially can control people. Right. So that's what I'm really working on. Yeah, cults, cults are a fun fun thing, and I thought, and that's exactly what I thought we were going to talk about tonight. Um, what do you, what do we want to talk about tonight, Ian? Well, this first is... and foremost, um, I think as um, as a couple of topics tonight, it should. Well, first off, how long have you been smoking cigars, Ian? I've been smoking cigars since I was seventeen. Yeah, we should do a cigar history thing. Like, yeah. What's our all of our stories? Of there you go. Yeah, I've been smoking cigars since I was seventeen. One of my friends, Matt Girandola. His dad used to smoke cigars, and he wouldn't keep that many cigars in his humidor, but occasionally he would let us have one. And he had a hot tub in the back, and we would just sit in the hot tub and smoke cigars and act what, like we were cool. When was this? This was, well, when I was 20, uh, 2005, 2006. So you were 17, and how old are you now, Ian? I'm 31 years old. 31 years old. Yeah. And we just lost some of our listenership because they said, yeah. this young bastard doesn't know anything. See, well, that's the thing, right? is that the cigar market is uh, generally older, more sophisticated, and uh, it tries to appeal to a higher class. However, when you look at your general cigar smoker, there's a lot of people who are very casual, um, you know, your backwoods kind of 
chill environment where people are wearing t-shirts and smoking on their back porches in small towns. They're not going well, to these really well, sophisticated areas. I was gonna say, like but before no you even- But there's no in between. Well, before and you before you even go into stereotyping all cigar smokers, I think we should mention that right now we are in Los Angeles. We're in Los Angeles having right. this th- having this discussion. We are sitting on a rooftop, on a nice narrow rooftop that we all can fit on, and we are overlooking the. We've got the palm trees here in in Los Angeles. We've got the Hollywood in, sign. Got the Hollywood yeah, sign. Uh, got the hills. Yeah. Um, and we got a shitload of power lines. So it's like a great little, it's a nice mix of high society and, you know, the there you know might be a, a homeless guy running around in the alley in about there's 15, just like, 20 minutes. There's just the like a ton juxtaposed so, in totally. this area. You know, you get like the nature, you got like this Mediterranean vibe kind of, and then yeah. you have this power line. Like which, I think is a, which I think is a cool thing because, right, like, I mean, we're all in our, in our, early to th- mid 30s yeah. right like i'm 34 her you're, yeah. you're 34 ian you're 31 um and i think a lot of times when people think of cigar smoking they think of like you were talking about like the yeah. older the older it's gentlemen doing older their thing gentlemen the mafia boss yeah. the ceo dude you talking mafia boss i was i thought of you today because i was watching there's a new show out on netflix yeah uh and it's done by the same people that did the the don't f with cats documentary and it's a new documentary called fear fear city fear city yes so and it's all about i don't know if you know about it hirsch but it's all about new york city versus the mob Mm. right and i got through one of the i got through the whole season but there was one thing where they like they kill a mob boss right and this isn't like a scripted show it's like a documentary so like i'm not ruining anything for anyone but his his crime scene photo, they pumped 87 bullets into this dude, Jeez. and he still had a cigar in his mouth. No way. Really? <laughs> still, he was laying on the See? ground, and he, like, to his last moment, probably a little bit of gun smoke, came, or a little bit of cigar smoke came out of his lung. But, like, dude, he, like, the crime scene photo was him laying on the ground, blood pouring out. And he had, Dude, a, awesome. he had like so, two inches of a stove so left. I want to tell you how this is indicative of my personality because as, as Phil is describing this, it's not to say that he's not describing it with enthusiasm or interest, but I'm losing focus as he's talking, mainly because I have a short attention span. Yes, I'm you do. Focus. A very short attention and span. And as soon as he mentioned that this guy had a cigar in his mouth, I'm yeah. right back in it. Right, right back in it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's me about cigars. And, and I thought of you because I was like, that's how Ian wants to go out. You know, That's, that would be with fun. a little two inches sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> so okay, you're 17. Your buddy's father had a cigar. He had a cigar humidor, yeah. and we would smoke a little bit. I remember we went to a flea market once. Yeah. And we were walking around the flea market, seeing what was available. And we come across this one guy with tobacco, and because me and him smoked, we were interested in what he was offering. I mean, this guy has a table full of like backwoods and um, and. Philly Blunts and uh, I yeah. mean they're all crap cigars yeah. and we say what's your best cigar and he goes Cubans and he pulls out an old ammo casing and pulls off um, a little cardboard piece that was covering it and it's just these unmarked sticks and he, they were $2 a pop so they so, weren't real Cubans. So they weren't real Cubans. <laughs> right. Or they could have been, and he got them off, like, the street. Because sure. even in Cuba, they sell fake Cubans. Right. Like, they'll they'll get some, like, old uh, tobacco leaves or the stuff that's left on the floors or the stuff that's not used in the crop. And right. it's, like, throwaway, factory throwaway. They'll roll it. They'll put a fake band on it. And, you know, lo and behold, you have fake Cubans from Cuba. Yeah. Um, so for all I know, they could have been whatever. 
And I remember to this day, this guy with this big beard as we're walking away, he goes, just eat a big meal and smoke up. Uh, and it was the way he said smoke up that I really have never been able to forget. And we smoked them and they were trash. Yeah, like, but you didn't but know. I didn't know. You didn't, I didn't at 17, yeah. you didn't know. I mean, I feel like the first time. You probably time, just felt like a badass. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. You, do, you, yeah. you do. Like I had a, um, I was just on a, on a business trip and I brought a bunch of cigars with me. Yeah. And like I was, sm- one of the guys I work with, he loves to smoke and we always talk about cigars. And the other, you know, my boss was there and he's not the biggest cigar smoker. Yeah. Uh, but he, you know, indulged and he had one. And he, But he had this moment where he's like, you know, like when someone is smoking for the first time and they've got that, like, like they, they, they don't like it yet. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. they don't really like it. And he's, so he's sitting there and he's kind of like, so why do you do this? Yeah. And it was like, I was trying to explain to him about how, you know, for me, it's all of the things of like, A, we are locked in. We've just committed for at least 45 minutes to this right. conversation, right? Like, we're dialed in. We're going to sit here. We're not going to be up and walking. Like, we're in this now. Yeah. And so frankly, it's the social frankly, aspect. Also, to add to that, which you and I have talked about, for experienced cigar smokers, if you were not dialed in and you said, I don't like this cigar and walked away from a cigar at that length, at that burn amount, I'd throw you off the building. <laughs> So. I, I wouldn't throw you off the building, but we would judge you as you mm-hmm. walked away. And But then it's also the element of, you know, all the same stereotypes, right? Of, like, growing up a kid and, like, seeing Frank Sinatra. Yeah, and yeah. See, you know, and, and there's an element of... Michael Jordan, dude. Yeah, well, dude, you taught me about that. We'll talk about that in a yeah, second. Yeah. But, like, yeah, just that element of, like, of, of that, you know, like, right? Everyone talks, you know, in marketing, right? Yeah. Like, people don't buy a product. They're buying a feeling. They're right. buying what totally. it makes them feel. Yeah. And it's, like... You know, there's a million and a half other things I enjoy the taste of more than a cigar. But like, I, yeah. I like, it. I enjoy the time with my buddies. I yeah. enjoy the, um, you know, the conversations that come with it. I also just enjoy, like that. You know, having that stick in your hand and kind of feeling yeah. for a moment like you're, like you're, you know, especially being here in LA, right? Like so much of what attracted us to this city is entertainment right. and and the nostalgia and the history of it. Right. And so there's a part of tapping into like these great these great icons yeah. that you that you saw that was that was where they when they were not on set or when they were doing their thing but like when they were relaxing the top people yeah. the babe roots when they were chilling and letting and just hanging out they had a cigar right. and it just feels you just i don't know man you feel cool yeah for sure i i mean i think i think the best times in life really are like kind of like when you lose track of time or like when you're like fully immersed in the moment like that to me is like the definition of sort of fulfillment or happiness isn't like just being really happy, but just like really being present at the moment. Yeah, present. Being present. And every time I have a cigar or like hang out with you guys and we're just like smoking, it's like, oh shit, it's been like two hours. I don't even know. Yeah. You know, it's like there's something about like you're forced to like sit. And you don't. People don't really check that. I've never. Every time I've been a cigar lounge, people are usually on their phone. They're probably usually just talking to each other. You're like, you kind of have to pay attention because if you don't, the it'll light out. Yep, and um, there's almost something w- with that, right? Like, like something rhythmic. About right, exactly. It, right, there's the rhythm yeah. of like putting the cigar down and then like taking a puff and then setting the the drink down right. and then listening to Ian tell the story for the seventh time that you've heard it. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I love you, bro. I'm just playing. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm acknowledging it. But um, and yep, you heard that's not sound effects that we added to the podcast. Yeah, and uh, that's not Ian's chair squeaking. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even as we say that, right, like, oh, so, like, with smoking, uh, you know, I, I don't know, like, eight, eight, nine years ago, I 
probably when I started smoking consistently it was probably four or five years ago uh-huh. and it was more with Ian we, we started smoking a lot and then but I mean I remember the first times that I ever smoked it was always like a wedding right. or I was with like I would go back to visit my family in Michigan and my cousin yeah my cousin would have one and it just felt yeah. like I haven't seen this person in a while now I'm smoking a cigar it just I don't know it just you know yeah, good yeah. vibes all around so so how, how yeah. old were you when you started I mean Dude, I started. I mean, with cigars, right? Yeah, like Ian does. makes fun of Ian makes fun of the that, the Swisher sweet stuff. But like, I remember smoking Black and Miles when I was like Hell thirteen. Yeah. You know, trying to be cool, thinking that that was like a I real mean, cigar. I'm above, dude, I'm not above it. I smoked it too. I just don't smoke it anymore. Yeah, definitely not anymore. Because and, I also don't have the craving. I don't have an. I don't get a nicotine craving. I don't actually like a nicotine high, but I don't get a nicotine craving when I go to smoke. Mm-hmm. So I don't like need. I don't need to puff on that. Dude, you're right. Actually, I actually don't like the nicotine high either. Like when you get too much nicotine. No, dude, it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. I've left here sometimes and had to drive drive home, and I'd be like, oh. Yeah, you just feel sucks. Like, oh, why? So I don't crave. I crave the time and the action and exploring a new um, stick. Right. Right. But Hirsch, what about your history? Um, I started, man. I was like seventeen. I used. I mean, I used to go like Seven Eleven with my buddy Neil. You know Neil. Neil, I know Neil. Yeah. Michigan Michigan State. Yeah. And uh, we used to just go to 7-Eleven, get some, like, dollars, like, grape-flavored cigars. And, like, we just thought we were so badass. We just used to, like, stand outside 7-Eleven, like, go on walks. And that was just, like, our thing, man. Like, that's when I started smoking cigars. Then I got really into hookah. Like, aggressively. Like, like almost, like, every other day I was smoking a hookah by wow. myself. And then it's just not good for you, man. You know, it's, just, like, it's, <laughs> it's awful, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. It's it is awful, but... In the same way that cigars are a social event, hookah is a social. Right. It's a social smoking circle. Like right. you again, you commit to a certain amount of time while the hookah is burning. You're passing it around, right. and hopefully, and especially now, you have like little caps that you smoke into, so you're not putting your mouth on the actual. Not to say, not to say there's anything wrong with smoking by yourself for someone that's right. like listening to this right now right. by themselves and like I don't have any friends. You're we're friends with us yeah. now. Yeah. And then the and then we then yeah. I started smoking cigars because not really. Cause, <laughs> not really. <laughs> so there's this really nice lounge in Michigan called Churchill's. Did you, yeah, Churchill's on uh, Mac Ave. There's well, one there, and there's the, one West when Bloomfield. I go back. Yeah. Oh, you go to the West Bloomfield. Yeah, I go yeah. to the is that Sterling Heights or East Side? Where is it? Uh, St. Clair Shores, maybe. I, yeah, was, all those cities are like they're really small, so they're yeah. I didn't yeah. you know down river. Yeah. It's, we don't know. We don't know any better. But that's a badass lounge, and like. It was just like a really cool vibe, similar kind of like the stereotypical vibe, man. Like cool ass older dudes. I like, mean, yeah, it's called Churchill's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then I used to go there, smoke, and I, I was trying to like cut away from. Kind of got tired of like drinking, and uh, I, obviously I didn't want to do hookah anymore. So I just started hitting up this lounge, man. I just, I I fell in love with it just for all those other reasons, like you just said, like as opposed to just, like actually smoking the thing, just the whole this whole experience. And then I decided to like start learning more about the cigars and like get a little bit more nuanced about it. And so when I moved out to LA, um, one of the first things, I didn't know anyone here. I just moved here, I, I knew one other dude. And my buddy Neil, he was like, hey listen, one of the things that I did is when I moved to Denver, I joined a cigar lounge. It's the first thing I did. And the membership for was like $800 or something like that at the time. And I was like, damn, I don't know if I want to just drop $800. Was this LA Cigar Club? LA Cigar Club, but here's the thing, dude. But that time, Jeez. dude, it was $800 and it was a credit. And That's so, like, so crazy <laughs> when so you this say is, that. So this a is credit. The, this is the thing that drives me nuts about Hirsch. It was that, and and not not to his fault, yeah. but like, uh, you know, in hindsight, yeah. $800 in credits. So just so you're aware, 
all those cigars that I bought in there, I had to pepper in some like low-end cigars, cigars yeah. that you could smoke after you smoke a cigar that you don't feel bad about using up all your good stuff. Ian's talking about his humidor that he has at his home. Correct. Um, I spent $750 oh, stocking that, restocking it. So that was to just put all this stuff in there and it's really expensive and if I had that kind of money, like it's not to say that I could do better than I did because I did pretty well but I would have I would have utilized it immediately. Right. So it drives me nuts to think about that you had eight hundred dollars. You had a gift card. Yeah, dude. You were you're basically just prepaying for all the cigars you're yep. going to smoke in that year, and then now you have a place. And I think for, like you know, there's a lot of cool. There's a lot of guys online, and I really just see it more because Ian will send me videos. But I see a lot of guys online that have created really cool smoking spots right. in their houses, or or even you have the luxury of like having the real estate and you have an outdoor, you know, you got your backyard, right? right? Which is like, having a backyard is something that I totally took for granted growing up in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. That like now living in LA for over 10 years, like yeah. and it's all apartments and whatnot right. that you, you realize like, you know, having a place to go and smoke in a city like this is like a, you need it. Totally. You kind of need it. Yeah, I and mean. And it's it, smart, dude. Like, so, so how old were you when you moved to LA? Uh, I was 30. You were 30. Yeah. So you, unlike Ian, because Ian came here when you were, what, 22, 23? 22. I was 23. So oh, you wow. came here already kind of like a grown-ass man yeah, and yeah, established, yeah. and then you left, which I feel like that's got to be harder. You moved with a wife. Yeah. Well, when I moved here, my wife wasn't uh, here yet. So my first year here, I was alone. Okay. And then, then she came the second year. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was kind of tough. You ordered her out of a magazine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw her in a magazine. So she's easier that way. Dating, right. Dating's hard in LA. Yeah. It's hard in yeah. here, you know? Yeah. You, you have to, dating is so bad here, you have well, to dude, import the them thing, from other places. The other thing about that, actually, you mentioned something that's interesting. So, like, moving to a new city and being, like, in a, even if you're in a relationship, let alone married, it's like, when you're trying to meet other people, it's kind of, like, hard as a guy. Because like usually guys like to go out in packs, like pick up women and stuff like that, you know. So like, <laughs> to go out in packs. It's true. It's just funny. It's like, yo, bro, let's go out. Let's, let's go out to this place, you know, whatever. Like especially when you're in your twenties. For me, like I was in this weird zone where I was, I was like above thirty. I'm in a relationship, so then like a cigar lounge was a dope spot because it was just like, it was it wasn't about anything. There was like no real no objective when you go to a yeah cigar lounge. That's true, you know? and so it, nice. and it can be like, it can be annoying when you hang with a crew that like are so female oh, yeah. hungry where it's, it's like annoying. all they all they want to do is like yo i i remember being somewhere i can't remember and i was with a guy and he was like yo let's go talk to those chicks let's go talk to those yeah, chicks yeah, yeah. let's go talk to them like let's just relax yeah i was like dude just pump the brakes just maybe take it easy you know yeah. maybe uh you know oh maybe wash away some of the desperation right, from, your, right. from you and uh let's pump the brakes yeah. and let's just enjoy the moment but you're right a cigar lounge in a lot of ways does kind of create that atmosphere where like there is there really is no agenda yeah it's it, what, the only agenda is like we're gonna relax <laughs> like, exactly. well, relax so, guaranteed so after i after i had done a little bit of cigar smoking in in high school when i got to college um i remember i wanted to pay back my friend's dad for giving us those cigars yeah and there was a local um, like newspaper stand that also sold some premium cigars, premium hand rolled cigars. And so I went online and I just looked up a few brands and I found Romeo and Julieta, Monte Cristo was still pretty good at the time. And it sounds fancy. Yeah. And it sounds fancy. And Macanudo, which also by the way, sounds fancy. Like, 
we can get about we can get into opinions on episode two. But um, <laughs> so I looked up a little bit and I bought them and I brought them back and that was like my first research into cigars. Yeah. Um, didn't really smoke cigars for the remainder of college. I can remember one other time. Where'd you go to college? University of Delaware. And after school, I moved out to LA and I had a buddy who went to University of Delaware with me who was from LA originally. And me and him moved in together at the age of, I think I was about to turn 24. And he didn't have a job at the time. And so what he was doing was he was an aspiring actor at the time and writer. Um, and he would go to coffee lounges or coffee shops and he would sit there and read like very popular mainstream books to pick up women. Uh, <laughs> in fact, like I remember the book that he had. Uh, Charlotte's Web. <laughs> <laughs> um, the book that he had was Hop on Pop. And so it was. Hop uh, on Pop. Nice. Yeah. Do you know that? No, dude. You don't what know is Dr. That? Seuss? I was gonna say, I was oh just gonna God. say, was, what is that, green, <laughs> green eggs and ham? <laughs> what is this? Unbelievable childhood, so deprived, that's yeah. why you turned out the way you did. Exactly. You, oh, you man. didn't hop on your pop. I don't know so, what that is. Anyway, great story, by the way, for anybody who is uh, getting into children's books. So, he would read, uh, he was reading Catcher in the Rye, which I thought was really corny, but the, I, the concept of like going to these places and meeting women was like attractive to me as a 24-year-old in a right. big city. So I was like, I want to do that. So I bring my laptop to um, Main Street in Santa Monica, and I'm sitting at the local Starbucks, and I'm like, I hate this. Um, I was getting nothing done. I was just staring around. I was drinking a coffee, and it just seemed like such a waste of a day. And right next to me was this lounge called Hollywood. Hollywood Smoke. Hollywood Smoke. Um, and I was like, I remembered I like smoking cigars, so I walked in there, and almost immediately, the entire place took to me. I was involved in conversations across the entire lounge. There was no there was no looking down on me because I was young. Yeah. And that feeling, that particular feeling of include of being included, right. you, felt, you felt like you belonged right. there. You right. felt like you belonged immediately. Plus, I liked the action of smoking, but I never smoked a cigarette in my life and uh, you know, for me like I wasn't smoking weed really anymore once I graduated college. Right. So, this was like a fun thing to do. Yeah. And the cool thing about like Hollywood smoke, there's you know, like we talked about, like that connection to celebrity or to whatever, like Hollywood smoke. Right. You know, like you would go into the humidor and they would have those, uh, they would have the personalized the boxes. boxes. And it was like, I remember like Shaquille O'Neal had a box and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had well, a box he, in there. He owned the and he was the owner, right? He was the oh, owner really? of yeah. yeah. So Arnold owned that cigar lounge and Was it always in Santa Monica or was it ever at one point in Hollywood? No, like, no, no. Why? It was always in Santa Monica because above that there was an Austrian restaurant that he owned and that was actually Arnold's offices. So those were his production No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So, yeah, so if you walk into where you would go to the bathroom, um, if you were walking past to go to the bathroom, because oddly enough, the bathroom was located behind the building, so you had to walk out of the lounge, go behind, and then you'd get in there. But as you were walking past, if you looked down the clear door, there was a picture of the Terminator, and then the elevator would go up, <laughs> it's and that, cool, those were his offices. So... Hollywood's what a baller that he's like, oh, when you walk into my oh, office, yeah. the first thing you need to see is a photo of me. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And so I got to know the owner really well, and I got to know Devin, his his shopkeep helper. And, yeah. Um, all the dudes that were there were super cool and chill yeah. to talk to. Some of them were Z-Boys back in the day. like back No in way. Yeah. What's a Z-Boy? 
Z-Boy. Um, Z-Boy. Yeah, remember the, there was the movie. Oh, okay. There was like, what was it? Dogtown? Dogtown, Z- yeah, yeah, yeah. Z-Boys? Because yeah. there was a what? There was a movie and then a dot came out like right around the same time back in what Lords is Lords of Dogtown? Is there, uh, Lords of Dogtown. Lords, Lords of right, Dogtown yeah. came out and then there was another thing. That, that was the movie yeah. with Heath Ledger. Okay. Right? Heath Ledger. I've heard of it. I don't understand. seen it. And then there was a documentary that came out right around the same time that had all the guys involved. And, um, but yes, I mean, that's what we're talking about. Like yeah. Right there, the Santa Monica yeah. Beach, Venice, that whole little, that's I dope, think dude. Arnold, like, you know, he's in LA. I think he pretty much spends all his time in, like, Santa Monica. Yeah, Venice, pretty much. Like, I, s- I saw, I saw Arnold one time in LA. Yeah. And of all the celebrities or whatever you see just being here for 10 years, like, the only time I ever got, like, Amped up, yeah. and excited, okay. right, seeing right, right, right. him yeah. and so, walk through. He walked through the the Beverly Hilton right there at the corner of Wilshire yeah, yeah. and uh, Wilshire in uh, Santa Sunset? Monica. No, Wilshire in okay. Santa Monica oh, okay, in Beverly Hills. Yeah. And I remember like just seeing him walk through, and I didn't even talk to him. It was not. I just saw him. Yeah. But like that was the You're one. Just so jacked up. I was so amped to he's see the, he's him. The one guy I would want to have a conversation. Okay, with. so yeah. here's, so I'm gonna one, Arnold, I'm gonna man. I'm gonna one up you right now. Of course, go for it. So, the one time I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> was at Gold Gym Venice. Sick. Ooh. I was squatting on some of the squat racks, and he walks in ready to work out. And I did, I think, like two extra sets on top of my five like yeah. squat sets because I was so amped up. Yeah. And I remember I like purposely <laughs> tried to work out on machines near him. Oh and no, I see, And I see, well, I'm like pretty, I'm still It's like pretty when there's a hot like, girl at the gym. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you're like chasing the hot girl around yeah. the, you were chasing Arnold around the like, gym. So I was still pretty far, yeah, like obviously. It was like, I was so amped up seeing him. And, I, and he's far away, but this is Arnold in the natural habitat. Like, yes. I'm an avid weightlifter right. my entire life. Yeah. So it was amazing. And I see him doing um, seated rows. Yeah. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever witnessed in my life. Yeah. So you just Did he have a cigar in his mouth? That would have been the greatest yeah, that thing. Yeah, that would be great. Smoking a cigar. I already has like, a ton of security around him when he's at the gym like that. Or does he just go casual? I feel like himself? people probably, I feel like in a spot like no, that, people holding. leave him alone. Like, you went, You don't want to bother him yeah, like, in that spot, like, right? Like harassing him, this guy is yeah. working out. It's weird. Dude. Yeah, no, I couldn't go up to him and harass him. I mean, I bet you he'd love it. Because no, that's where he no. gets like no 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 no, no 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 I'm not talking about interrupting his set but between sets sure he, he definitely I guess. gets he definitely gets he's he's from what I know of him he's pretty friendly in that I mean dude that's his but you know like, that's like, his know. world he that I mean dude they up until what like the 90s and yeah. that gym that was plastered with so his, his photos his yeah. book plastered. his autobiography uh, Total Recall is top three book of all time for me it's really? unbelievable dude this his story. Is this insane. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. It's one of the most inspiring. Bill Burr has an amazing joke about him where he talks about, like, you know, I don't want to get into the premise of it, but he essentially talks about, like, how many, of, and you guys call him not a great man. He's not a great man because he had an affair. How many of you guys could go to a country that you're not from, yeah. become famous for lifting weights, learn the language, marry into the royalty of that, hold public office, and become a blockbuster movie star? Oh, yeah. How many lifetimes do you think it would take you to do that? And he's a real estate millionaire. Dude, the, and the, the thing that's always kind of cool about his story is, like, you know, everyone is like, oh, well, he looked so, like, yeah, he, he obviously, like, as soon as you see him, you notice him. But it's like, he had to fight for years. Right. Like, no one took him seriously. Right. And, like they Because like, he had to take speech yeah, lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but not even, not even that. His body. Like, right. there was no, like, if you, any movies before him, if you had that body, you were only going to be in that movie as a bodybuilder for right. whatever they needed. And you were probably an extra. Right, if you had you a couple a of lines, you, you were a grunt, right? You were a security guard, or yeah. you were a like. He's the first person that like 
he made mainstream bodybuilding he, popular. And for us, our age range, right? Like, yeah. like you grew up and Arnold was like, we didn't see Arnold emerge. Like he was already right. a star when we were coming up, and it was like, but Arnold was. I mean, dude, he was whatever. Like you, like you think of who when we grew up. Yeah. Like WWE or yeah, WWF yeah. was WWF. huge, right? Oh, was so you had it. like Hogan yeah. and Macho Man, and then you had Arnold on the screen. Like, you know, like in, that was what you grew up with was these like massive, bigger than life people. But he was the first one to be that body type right. and be a be the star. Right. Like n- no one else. And yeah. in fairness, like. What meathead star? It, well, I guess okay. The Rock. Now, I guess he's a pretty big one. Yeah. But since then, you're saying. Like, <laughs> but yeah, else? like who? I mean, like he paved the way for those guys, yeah, yeah. right? Like he really did. Yeah. Because um, Stallone eventually became popular, and he wasn't as big as Arnold, but he was big, and he was really, and he was really. They, they like pushed each other. Like yeah, they were. Stallone would have been Stallone without. Yeah, Arnold. they were. Right yeah, but when you're talking, I mean, Stallone is what like five ten, five eleven. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know how big I don't Arnold know. is. Either. Schwarzenegger is six one. Okay. And yeah, but like, when he when he geez. was performing on the Olympia stage, I believe he was two, he was either two thirty five or two forty five. With that waist, that was like a twenty. Yeah, it was like just a crazy, just crazy, man. So, yeah, uh, so I mean, yeah, so Arnold's the man. I think we can all agree on that. I think he. Also so this is no longer. Cigars. This is. I was gonna just say like, it's, so this is no longer getting, a cigar talk. Yeah, this is just back, about our. Well, we're in love big, with Arnold. He's, he's a huge cigar smoker, right? Yeah, yeah. So the Arnold fan club. Getting back to the cigars, right? Like. From that experience at that particular lounge, I um, I went and I finally bought my first humidor because I really just loved it. That's cool. Yeah. And that's when I started collecting and I tried to take it a little bit more serious. Seriously, yeah. then I started getting better humidors, started getting better cigars. Then I started trying to teach myself how to taste cigars. Then I started to get a little bit more educated on it. And then I made it a goal every time I traveled to a new country or yeah. a new city to visit a cigar lounge and meet somebody there. So. Yeah. Cigars has allowed me to travel the world. So what countries have you been to cigar lounges in? Um, Germany, England. Um, I wouldn't say... I smoked cigar. I smoked cigarellos in India, but I wouldn't necessarily consider that. Japan. I'll, I'll give that a... Japan. I'll, give, I'll check that box. I'll say so yes. Tokyo, um, Sydney, uh, Peru. Wow. Were they hard to find? Like Colombia. Um, you just kind of look up like yeah. where the tobacco is. The thing that annoys me about South America... And I guess this is really just kind of like a, a very American type of complaint, is that I'd expect the cigars to be cheaper down there. Yeah. No, they're expensive. Yeah, they're still they're, they're still expensive because they're still import, right? Yeah. Like there's only the the best growing areas in the world for cigars are between the northern twenty third and a half um, latitude line and the southern twenty third and a half latitude line because of the growing environments. There is uh, a lot of natural humidity that keeps the plants moist so that they can grow under that. And um, yes, there's a lot of rain that happens, which can ruin a crop, but the generally like the natural environments keep the plants at right. a um, at a healthy growing rate. Mm. So um, they still have to export throughout the entire world. And even now in South America, they grow tobacco all over the continent, but it's because of the very specific soils that you need to grow, sometimes the wrappers or the fillers aren't as high quality as you'd find in mm. Honduras or Northern Africa or Cuba, obviously, or Dominican Republic or Nicaragua. Um, so it's, um, 
I was a li- I'm always upset because I always imagine that it's going to be cheaper, but it never is. No, it's not. So, but it, I mean, I think that that's cool. Like I, yeah. So I mean, I haven't done nearly as much traveling with cigars. Like a lot of times, I've traveled and I'll buy cigars and then I end up smoke. You know, I buy yeah. them like in the in the duty free and then I end up right. smoking them at the you know at a hostel or a hotel and yeah. I try to wrangle somebody in to smoke with me. You know, but like the one time that I did go, like I went and toured a. Um, in Costa Rica, I toured a tobacco, oh, like nice. like like it wasn't they farm yeah, factory. It, it was a factory. It wasn't the farm. I thought it was going to be like the farm. I wanted to right. see the whole thing, but they basically were importing in the leaves, and then but they were doing everything there on site, and then yeah. I got to like tour the, and it was just like, it was just super cool to yeah, like yeah. be to like be there and and see it all being made, and like they were so accommodating, dude. Like to to sit in there and then like walk through the whole factory and then to buy a box and they gave me a cigar to like and they made me coffee like just to sit there and like the biggest bummer was like I got there and there wasn't other people there right it was just like me and like the lady you know me and you know Gail that worked the front desk Uh, I'm sure her name was Gail (laughs) (laughs) yeah Costa Rican Gail everybody everybody knows Gail in Costa Rica and uh but there's also Mike the roller yeah Mike yeah Mike uh with a Y Mike with a Y um, but it was it was just like a really and and just to like they were like yeah take all the photos you want and blah blah yeah. blah and then but then the cool thing about that was I remember I even got on Instagram and was looking at other people that had done that tour it's just like a cool yeah. I think because cigar like cigar smoking is popular enough that there's other people to do it with right. but it's not so it's not so overwhelmingly normal to where it still feels special. Right. Like it can still feel special. How about you? Have you ever been on the road, Hershey? Yeah, so after you told me that, like you were, I remember I, I forgot when I talked to you, but you were like telling me how you go to different cities. And so when I went, so that's like my thing now. Every time I go to a different city, I check out the cigar lounge, which sadly, like Dallas was just terrible for that, by the way. Like I went to Dallas and there was nothing. There's Come on, Dallas. Downtown. But um, get us, get us together, that's when I went to Philly. Remember I texted you and I was like, dude, do you know anyone? Because I knew you were like, from Jersey and so. I was like, is there anywhere in Philly? So I went to that lounge. I forgot what it was called. It was, it was probably Ashton. Ashton. Right? It was the Ashton, Ashton Yeah, Ashton owns a lounge yeah. there, and it's branded Ashton. Right, exactly. And it was, dude, same thing, man. It's like, you go there, you just have, like, really good conversation. And, like, you kind of mentioned something really interesting about cigar, the culture of it. It's like, you can go somewhere, like, super upscale, and it can feel intimidating. But the minute you walk in, like, everyone's like, no, dude, like, you're a beginner? Great. Like, let me show you, like... Like wine, for example, like I there's feel like snobbishness to I'm it. Like, dude, I'm sorry, I don't know, like I don't know anything about wine, and they're like, you're, you know, they just fall get out of you. my face, like, you know. Whereas, <laughs> like cigars, right? no, I guess I don't my mean, life experience. Is yeah, you that's they do it differently <laughs> in Jersey, I guess. But yeah, that's what I love about it, man. It's like, and I think that's what drew me in as well, because it's like I never felt like a, like an asshole or like a loser, like oh, I don't know shit about cigars. Everyone's like, oh no, dude, like whatever you like, personal preference. Dude, totally. And yeah. I was. So back to my buddy on this last work yeah. trip, and that's what I was saying to him. I go, dude, if you want to hold it, like yeah. in these hands, you can. If you want to hold it with, like, it doesn't matter, right? There's not a ton to it. But I remember when you didn't smoke, feeling like there right. was this, there was going to be this, like, people that were judging it, or, you know, oh, you don't know how to light it, or you don't know how to cut it, or any of these things. And you don't want to do it wrong. You don't want to make right. a mistake. But that was my experience, too, was like smoking with, like, people that enjoy smoking want to have other people to enjoy that experience with and so like if you're if you're a beginner if you're new i found like a lot of people were always more accommodating 
Um, I feel bad for a new smoker that sits down to Ian because they're going to get like the whole <laughs> the whole run. Yeah, you know, they're going to go learn off, the, the like, whole history. I of, almost can't even help myself at this point. You know, just you like, just Ian is a little intimidating, man. I'm like, trying to like, recruit as many people as I can to smoke cigars, yeah. and because uh, he's getting sick of the conversations that I bring. Yeah, it's, it's a total it's, uphill it's, battle both know. in getting cigar smokers and just dealing with Phil. Yeah, so, totally. <laughs> now I'd like to bring this back just a little bit before we get into the next topic of discussion. Um, I'm through my second third right now on my cigar. Um, one little tidbit, when you're smoking a cigar, which I read recently and I, I wasn't actually aware of this, is that you should be smoking at the rate where when you knock off the ash, the cigar is flat. So if you have that pyramiding effect where it's pointed, yep. it's not a bad thing, but you're probably smoking it a little bit faster than the cigar, the the filler can actually burn. Because that means, and you're talking about like when the edge is, so in the middle, if you knock off this uh, off the ash, and then it gives you that like, the, the like you call, pointed. yeah, the, the point, it means that the edges are smoking, or are burning faster right. than what you have going on in the, on the inside. The wrapper right? and the binder now, are burning does it ever, faster than the filler. Then the opposite end, if you're smoking too hot or too, like, can you get it where it's like concave, where it's the opposite, where it's like um, not burning that, as fast on the edge? So that usually results in, I think, poor rolling. Where if you blame it on the rollers, if yeah. you were to knock it, if you were to knock it off, and there was a hole in the tobacco, that meant that the cigar wasn't completely filled properly. Because have you ever had it, that happen yeah. though? Sure. Oh, okay. I've had that happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, now it's pretty rare, and it's it's not that big of a deal. But when you have more like premium, high high end cigars, it's 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 not going to happen because they're taking such. But if that does happen, do you can look up Gail's lo- number online, Gail's, and you can complain to Gail in yeah. Costa Rica. <laughs> the, but so for my cigar here, what I'm getting is, um, and I often wonder b- before I give my my evaluation of what I think of the cigar, I often wonder if the name and the prestige behind a cigar when I buy it often influences how much I enjoy it. Um, Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but I try very hard to fight those biases. But I will say that the first, the initial pull on this, when I initially lit it, this big peppery blast, but immediate complexity of just this very roasted coffee, dark coffee flavor, Mm. which has remained fairly consistent through this cigar all the way to this point. It's calm, it's even, it's not burning hot. It's easy to keep this on par. You can see that it's an even burn all the way around throughout the entire cigar. Um, and it has only gotten richer throughout the cigar. There's no overwhelming nicotine um, buzz that I'm getting from this. So this is a truly fantastic cigar. And as I smoke, that richness that I'm getting from the cigar itself, it builds even as it's even as the smoke is um, in my mouth. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's a testament to like how good the tobacco actually is. And I'm sitting here listening to Ian thinking, what can I lie and say about my cigar that well, I can try bro, to sound a, and make a, myself sound better, but I don't know anything. So I yell at Phil. I yell at Phil all the time. All the time. We should have started, time. by the way. Then you should have gone yeah. with your... Yeah, we should I would have been like, yeah, uh, I, <laughs> but here's it's pretty good. I like the cigar. I like the cigar. So here's the thing about cigars. It's like you smoke for your own enjoyment. You don't have to smoke it for any particular flavor. You don't have to smoke it for any particular reason. You don't have to smoke it in any particular style. You can smoke it with the bands on or the bands off. You can lop off the entire back. It's going to make it a horrible smoke. But the point is, is you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Anything. And so, for my evaluation, I could be completely wrong against like a much more sophisticated taster with a much more sophisticated palate. But this is just my experience with it. So if you're smoking it and you're not tasting anything, 
then all that means is you're enjoying the cigar for the ambiance and the company, right? And the actual action of it. Totally. So just because I'm getting a flavor from it, I'm actually yeah. trying to taste it. So why don't you give it a shot and give it, give us your best lie. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and lie. Let's see, hold on. And what are you smoking again? Just as a I'm refresher. smoking the, um, the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Mastro. And I, Phil, am smoking the Arter Ar- Arturo. 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 Now I'm. Now you got me in my head. Arturo Fuente. Arturo Fuente. And what it's was it? King T. The King T. Sun grown. Sun grown. Yeah. It's the way that the. It's the way. That I love they, that I repeated it, even though you totally. You could have just said it for me. But I could whatever. have just said it for you, but you don't learn anything that way. And then I have to do it again. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Let me. Let, let, let me get into this. Okay. okay. So talk, right. so, talk way, so much yourselves. By the way, really quick, just a quick tasting. Here's a way to do it. Take one to two blasts and then on the third blast you're gonna fill your mouth with smoke then you're gonna put the tip of your tongue on the roof of your mouth and you're gonna blow out slowly okay then you're gonna lick the roof of your mouth before you breathe in after you lick the roof of your mouth breathe in fully and then re-lick the roof of your mouth because the flavor is going to stick to the roof of your mouth where a bunch of your taste buds are then tell me what you think it tastes like Give it a shot. It tastes like smoke and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it tastes like smoke and Dr. Pepper. I mean, here's the thing, man. I am very much, in in fairness, let me start by saying this. I hate food. I don't like food. I'm not a foodie. How do you not like food? I don't like food. If, if I could take a pill and just have a pill that I could no, didn't have to sleep and didn't have to eat, I'd be a happy camper. So for me, whoa, hey, buddy. What kind of car do you think that is? One without a muffler. Yeah, he needs a muffler, dude. Um, I don't even know. Maybe we'll take we'll, a quick pause. We'll take a quick pause. Yeah. Back to you after these messages. <laughs> yeah, hey. Arturo Fuente. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by... Arturo Fuente. Arthur Friendly. <laughs> Arthur Friendly. <laughs> Arthur Friendly. God damn, that's loud. That's very loud, man. That's Hollywood, man. Yeah, that happens now once or twice a day. I think that's a brand new car because that didn't used to do that. Jeez. Anyway, it might actually be fun to just leave that in the episode. I don't know. We'll see how long we go on this thing. Okay, go ahead. But so for me, like, I'm not a big foodie. I'm not a big taste guy. It doesn't really matter to me. So for me, it it, it really is just the ambiance, the yeah. hanging with friends, the... Um, the the connecting with people. Is some of it it's, the nicotine buzz, you think? A little bit? Probably. You, you, yeah. you know, like yeah. probably. Like yeah. I I I, I will have try to avoid the nicotine buzz. I do try to avoid it, but I do have times where I'm like, Oh man, I want a cigar. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you know, like if it's been a while, like I'm not like in my house and I'm like yeah. you know, I'm not like a I'm all stressed out and I'm like, Oh I gotta smoke. But it's like I'll have times where I'm like, Oh man, like Man, this is kind of a shitty week, or you know, right. or like, or where I'm just like, ah, oh, it'd be nice to like just sit and. But I think it's it's a combo of the cigar, mixed with, the ambiance. Right. But also, you know, like I smoke by myself. Like I'll go in, yeah. in my back, you know, my back uh, back parking lot uh, area, and you know, I'll sit down with my iPad and I'll watch a, I'll watch Netflix and I'll smoke a cigar. Yeah. Um, I will say, Ian sent me a link to a, uh, to a really sick looking um air filter, like air filter. Yeah. and there's a part of me that really is like man i could buy this hang it right next to my desk 
disable the smoke detector yeah. and like smoke in my smoke in my office and that's at home. Exactly what it's designed to do, and especially the, for the size of that. Totally. And so I've thought about it, but then that's you know, what I'm trying to do. I'm always trying. trying he, I know. He wants to. He wants to turn because he wants to be able to like go on the road with these smoking right. uh, excursions. Um, but I don't know exactly where I would want to put it. But the cool thing is I could mount it. I could mount it next to my desk, and then I could also take it off the wall when I wanted to, and I could put it next to me if I'm playing Xbox and I want Because that's the other thing. I would love to be able to just oh, sit there dude. like a nerd yeah. and like mm-hmm. light a cigar and put the damn headset on, play Call of Duty or NBA 2K, yeah. and sit there and just smoke and play video games and I'm like a kid, dude. I'm like, I'm like. Bill's like realizing, like, what are you saying? He's like, oh shit, I, sound like a kid. I know. I'm like, oh man, I definitely sound 34 and single right yeah. now. I'm definitely 34 and single for sure. Hirsch is the only one that's married here, so yeah. he's the one that figured it out. Yeah. Uh, but so that's what I taste, Dr. Pepper. Okay. Although I did read an article, and right, whether or not it's true, that Dr. Pepper. So I'm sober for those of you listening at home, but uh, which a lot of, lot of sober people in the uh, in the cigar community. I have noticed that. A, yeah. lot, of, a lot of people trade in the booze, yep. for, but you still have a desire to have some sort of a vice. Right. And, um, it's like you don't I, go to the pub, so it's like... Exactly, fun. you want to do something else. So, But I did find that like a lot of people, they ranked a bunch of different non-alcoholic options for, for uh, you know, <clears throat> a, a beverage while you're smoking, and one article in particular ranked Dr. Pepper as the number one Interesting, dude. non-alcoholic beverage for cigar smoking. So I'm more of a Dr. Pepper guy, and then I'll go Dr. Diet Dr. Pepper, and then I'll go Coke Zero. Those are like the wow. top three uh, beverages that I smoke with. Dude, I never, I never like seek a Dr. You guys, Pepper, but when I have one, I'm like, dude, it's actually and, pretty good. And neither of you guys are drinking anything. I, n- I usually don't really need to okay. drink anything when I smoke. So that's a good that's a good thing. So I love having a scotch with a cigar. I know it's like probably like advertising or you just see like a, like an older dude with like a cigar and a scotch. Yeah. But I don't know what it is, man. Like a scotch or a whiskey just... It adds to that feeling of being a baller, feeling. dude. It just like cuts. So sometimes it can get a little bitter when you're smoking and that scotch it kind of helps combat that I think yeah or like a really crisp beer how yeah. long are we gonna how long are we gonna do this episode episode one well, that well, six people will listen to why don't we why don't we let Hirsch um, Wait, yeah oh, do your flavors. taste yeah, yeah flavor, uh, flavor so Hirsch what does your cigar taste like ah, dude yeah it's hard to find those adjectives but you always say the word peppery I feel peppery with this one so there, okay there's two flavor profiles that I definitely think I can distinguish between peppery and um, maybe creamy so like the Davidoff that I had told you about before, that was like obviously creamy. It's like vanilla undertones. This one's just pure pepper and shit, man. I don't even know like what else. Well, there's okay. So to to kind of help this out, there's a couple of there's a couple of staples when it comes to describing a cigar. Yeah. And people. Let me guess. Smooth or well, I guess that not really, but so creamy, creamy. peppery, almond maybe, uh, nutty. I know you say Coffee. nutty a lot. Coffee, I get but not, and coffee. not Ioni in her coffee cigar. We have a friend that uh, Ian let smoke a coffee cigar, and mm-hmm. she like fell in love with it. Like she, like oh, she wanted a coffee cigar. Yeah. Oh, dude, nice. Ian's Ian's a shame that he owns it. <laughs> <laughs> it was free. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, so it was co- free. I get I get peppery and coffee. So okay, so that's that's really great, right? Like, so you're essentially like comparing it to taste that you used to have, right? Um, and so you guys were right. There's earthy, which to me is kind of like 
this almost tastes a little bit like if I was out smelling rich soil. Not manure soil, but right. like rich soil. There's woody, so like kind of cedar tasting if you were ever in like a Home Depot and you smell yeah. the wood, like fresh cut wood or something like that. There's nutty, which, you know, different types of nuts, like almonds are obviously a little less potent than peanuts, but you can get that kind of nutty flavor. There's cocoa, there's chocolate, there's chocolatey, there's, um, uh, peanut buttery. I got a <laughs> exactly. peanut butter. This um, tastes like peanut And to butter. me, when I taste pepper, I it, it's almost like it's spicy but peppery, right? Like it it, it, it stings my... Stings, yeah. It stings my, my taste palate. Yeah. That's how I know it's peppery. And generally, I find that a lot with Nicaraguan cigars, which is what your cigar is. Yeah. It's a Nicaraguan constructed um, cigar with a Mexican-grown wrapper. Right. Yeah, that's... Probably the two words. I don't know if I can get any more detail than that, but. And what are you smoking? This is the My Father La Apulencia. Yeah. Yep. I think we should stop right here for episode one. I think we should stop. Yeah. I think this was a good place. I think I think for episode one, this is a good place to stop right here. <laughs>